0: When I was a teenager, I wasn't allowed to babysit or have a job. My mom really dug in on this and said no to all of my requests, babysit, or just to pick up a little side hustle at the mall. I just wanted to have some fun money without having to ask my mom for that money, because then she'd be like, well, what are you using it for? And I also knew that she really didn't have this extra money to give to me at the time for an allowance. Like she gave me money for the things I needed, but really I wanted Extra. I'll never forget her saying, once you start working, you don't stop. While she wasn't necessarily wrong, I finally wore her down, and that's in retrospect. Like, she wasn't wrong about that. I did finally wear, wear her down and was able to get her to agree to me working my first job in downtown Denver. I ended up making sandwiches at a really busy sandwich shop. I was making sandwiches at what would now be considered a hybrid between a fast casual restaurant and fast food. So it wasn't quite fast food, but it wasn't quite fast casual. It was something in the middle. I made so many freaking sandwiches. In fact, I made so many roast beef sandwiches in particular at that job. I still don't really care for them to this day, even though I used to love them, but they're really bloody and gross. And anyway, I won't go into it. The fact is it killed me on roast beef sandwiches. That job would be the start of almost all always working a side hustle in addition to my main job for my entire working career. For perspective on this, I'm Gen X. So when I tell you that right now I'm literally having a weird existential crisis about letting go of side hustles, I thought I would share it with my listeners because I think a lot of people can relate to the situation that I'm finding myself in. I've brought this up occasionally in passing on the show, like I've talked about this before, but I actually felt like this was such a big issue for me that I needed to have an entire episode to do a deep dive into the issue that I'm struggling with. Basically, I'm at a financial crossroads and I'm finding that not all money is good money. Not sure what I mean? Continue listening to the show. I'm excited to tell you about my first personal finance book, Not a Financial Unicorn, which is available for pre-order now, both in Ebook form and paperback. If you're looking for inspiration, validation, and ideas on how to better your financial life, not a financial unicorn has been written with the other 92% of us in mind. If you're investing a dollar a week, this book is for you. If you're doubting if you should continue your really painfully slow debt freedom journey, this book is for you. If you're wanting to make more money and it feels like it's taking forever to reach that goal, this book is for you. I'm sharing the behind the scenes process and bonus content via my Buy Me a Coffee membership, your financial support helps me to pay for editing, marketing, and the time spent working on this project. Not a financial unicorn is validating everyone's financial experience. Your financial story doesn't have to be sexy. Americans take a lot of pride in the amount of work that they can take on, working extra hours, side hustles, and picking up entrepreneurial endeavors. I'm just as guilty of this pride as the other people that I'm referring to in this show. So I want to be very clear that this is something that I've grown up with. This is a mindset that's very hard to shake. And this is a mindset that for most of my life I've adhered to. Side hustles have paid my rent, my mortgage, paid off my debts, and really helped keep my finances stable while working on growing my digital business. And for those people who've never gone into business, the thing with being in business is revenue and cash flow. Cash flow being quite honestly the most difficult thing that any business has to deal with, in my view, because you're creating predictable income over time. And it's really hard to do. So I would side hustle it. But I've always side hustled since my teenage years. Like most Americans, I've grown up with the mindset that you don't turn down work. If someone reaches out with an opportunity or a side hustle, in the past, I was always, almost always gonna say yes. Why would I turn that down? It's money. As I've begun to earn more money in my business, I've started to ask myself a number of questions connected to money and what I'm willing to do to earn it. With the most pressing question being the following Is all money good money? Basically, being in business for myself and finally earning more consistently being the key has brought up some unexpected financial conflict, internal conflict and conversations that I'm finding myself having internally. Like I'm having these thoughts and conversations with myself and just thinking about this and things will come up and I'll say stuff to people. And it's just a, it's an interesting experience to be in. After an entire lifetime of working side hustles as an adult, I realized that there were a number of financial conversations that I never had in relation to my career. So my professional career before I was working in the education space, I was working at a university, I have a a master's in public administration with an emphasis in nonprofit organization management. I've actually always used my degrees. I use my degrees in creating the content that I do for this website, for my books, this kind of thing. But one of the conversations that I never had is the following. I never had someone say to me, strategically earn more in your career. The conversations that I had related to work were more connected to job stability versus strategically leaving a job to earn more money, more income. So it's very interesting to me that in the conversations that I had about money with other people, often they were also connected to Well, are you happy versus professional happiness to a certain degree versus are you making more income? Are you happy with the work that you're doing? Because most people traditionally work until retirement because they have to. So that job satisfaction factored a lot more heavily in my job conversations than, hey, are you trying to earn significantly more. So of course we talked about raises like friends and stuff like that, but I worked with people. This is not uncommon in the education space, certainly not uncommon in the international education space where people literally, I worked with people who worked at the organization that I was at since the day I was born. So they worked there their entire career. This was not unusual in the international education space because it was flexible. They got to meet people from all over the world. They got to lean into what they really enjoyed and they loved it. They really loved it. And so that professional happiness piece was really, really heavily weighed in those spaces. Also to be candid, benefits were pretty solid at the university. So there there was also that. And because I wasn't the only person side hustling at my jobs and just in in general around me, we all had something in common. It was not unusual. It still is not unusual for people to side hustle. There are people who are well-known personal finance influencers who side hustle. There are people who I know who are millionaires, almost millionaires. They're like at $700,000 portfolios. They side hustle. It's a thing in the U.S., Even before COVID though, I found myself starting to low key resent the time that those side hustles took away from building my business and earning more with it, but also just I was like, I like people, but I need breaks from them. And then when COVID hit, when we were able to side hustle again, I've found that even though I've had really enjoyable side hustles where I worked a lot of comedy shows, actually. So I saw Hasan Minhaj, Joe Coy, and Tiffany Haddish, who was his surprise special guest, saw Jim Gaffigan. And weirdly enough, I worked the very Berry Manilow Christmas event, which was surprisingly entertaining. But as much as I enjoyed those side hustles, I just kept thinking, this doesn't make sense that I'm doing this where I'm at now. I found myself dealing with some unexpected emotions around these earnings and the primary one was guilt. Guilt that I wanted to say no to side hustles, even though I was saying yes to higher earning projects and work. Like I said, I wanted to say no so badly because it wasn't making sense that I was doing these side hustles. It continues to feel strange to me to earn thousands of dollars for a few hours of work versus tons and tons and tons of hours of work in order to get less than a thousand dollars. Now, I do want to really clarify something because I do not want you to email me or on you know social media be like, Michelle says side hustles are bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that making money via side hustles is bad. So let me repeat that. I'm not saying that making money via side hustles is bad. I'm saying that there's a time when we have to identify and decide if we've arrived at a financial crossroads and what does that transition mean and look like for you. I am clearly at a financial crossroads. And it's, it's something that I'm reflecting on. Financial crossroads are so emotionally challenging because for me, I'm finding, finding that I'm having some additional unexpected mindset work that I'm needing to work through that I'm not excited about. Like, I don't want to continue working on my mindset. I'm like, I'm so over it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to be honest and say that the emotion around this transition has really caught me off guard. It's hard for me to admit that I just don't want to side hustle anymore and that it's no longer a good fit for me. And really it's just unsustainable in terms of the time that I have to allocate towards it. What I've learned is the following side hustles for me have been a part of a really long and difficult financial season. Financial seasons eventually, hopefully end whether they're good or bad. So that is something to also think about. It is perfectly okay to move on. It's also okay to feel some fear around those financial changes and choices. And it's also okay to feel a little weird, a little guilty, a little strange about the transition, which is where I'm at. The other part of the all money is, is all money, good money conversation includes the following. How are you earning this money? So how are you earning money? And is it in line with your values? Does it compromise your values? Is the business model set up for you to win or lose? So for example, if you're in an MLM, that preys on people, primarily women, to do things that is probably in general out of alignment with how they would want to earn money, but they may not know that the business model ultimately doesn't benefit them. Are you compromising your mental or physical health to do the job? So mentally, actually, just dealing with people during COVID, I don't have the. I am not as excited about it. This is hard for me because I'm a lifelong extrovert. I've been known to really like being around people. This has changed pretty significantly during COVID. I don't like you guys as much. (laughs) I like you, my listeners, but um, I don't. I'm not as at ease as I used to be. Now, I'm in the US. There's very specific reasons why. I'm not going to get into that. That's not this episode. But I'm not as comfortable with people anymore. I worry when I'm out in the world doing my side hustles or whatever that someone's going to say something out of pocket and I'm going to have to react or I'm just going to have to keep my thoughts to myself. I'm just over it. The other thing is with these side hustles, I'm accountable to other people. And quite honestly, as we've learned in the past, I don't like to be in a job situation accountable to other people. I don't like it. I'm over it. I'm not interested. The communications and calls and that kind of thing associated with work for these side hustles gets on my nerves. I do want to admit that. Do you have other options or resources, communities that you can join to help connect with different resources, networks, or ways of thinking about how you earn money? So that's the other part of the is all money, good money conversation. Are there other ways to do the thing that you do? And then finally, let's also talk about something that isn't discussed enough. And this is something that I think about all the time, technology, the role that technology has played in changing people's conversations around changing jobs, negotiating wages, wage transparency, and normalizing asking for more. It can't be stated enough. When I hear About how people are growing their income. When I see Twitter threads on the steps that people are taking to grow their income, I share Twitter threads on how I do that. There's just so much immediate content and resource available to people on how to do things at an expedited rate that literally again, I'm Gen X. So I straddle both analog and, and digital. Right. And I remember like part of the reason why I love the, I love the library, love going to the library. And I would go to the library and like, ever since I was a little, little, little kid, and I would go to the Boulder library when I was a little kid and be transported to different locations and spaces. And I would spend Hours reading my books. And at the time, if I remember correctly, the kids, I feel like the kids area was located on a bridge at the Boulder Public Library and it's over a river. And I would just sit there and like read my book and relax. But As an adult, I would go to the library and do research. Like you'd research at the library. Even though we had computers, it just, you would still do both. Now you can use the library at your house. You know, you can look at your phone and find five TikTok videos on how to make sticky rice. Like the amount of information that is available to people instantly is insane to me. And that information really impacts mindsets, approaches, and processes. And in the money space, if it's legitimate, that's the key, because there are also a lot of people sharing crazy conspiracy theories and MLMs and all these bad things. So you have to do your research and you have to be careful. You can find ways to do the thing better is my whole point. I do not want someone emailing me and saying that they thought I was saying side hustles were bad. Nope, not the point of this podcast episode. I love my side hustles and they've helped me so much during some really challenging and difficult financial years. At the heart of this episode is recognizing and navigating the financial crossroads we often find ourselves at. What are your thoughts? Have you had an experience like this? Are you dealing with one now? Let me know. Don't forget to order your book, Not a Financial Unicorn.